Oh my god, how freaking cold is it right now in Auckland? If you were around in Auckland last night, literally the rain was so heavy. I thought my front door was about to smash. Like, it was just so ridiculously heavy. Like, the hail felt like it was meteors coming down on the roof it was crazy and so if you're watching this on Instagram you might see that I have a dressing gown pretty much wrapped around me because I'm so cold and I wanted to get cozy for a cozy episode about the super fun topic that is debt that is good debt and bad debt is there such a thing as good debt and bad debt that's what I'm keen to talk about today over time you know and you might have heard this too often we hear people talk about this concept of having good debt or bad debt and it always makes me think like one what does that even mean two is that just something to make us feel better about the debt or is there actually a reason behind why we class some debt as good and some debt as bad all the rain is about to start and it's going to be loud so hopefully you can't hear it but also maybe it adds a nice I always use this word wrong ambience I feel like that means light but I always like want to mention it as background noise let me google it right now live atmosphere yeah okay ambience ambiance atmosphere in the background um while we're talking about a bit of debt here today so yeah I I always think what does this mean why does it matter I want to talk about if it even matters you know especially being in a recession we typically want to reduce our obligations to repaying debt as much as possible I know this is hardly the case for people who are paying debt with mortgages because of such high interest rates right now. But for those of us who may be considering other types of debt, you know, we really want to think about, is this something we can afford to service and pay interest on ongoing? You know, not only for mortgages, but for consumer loans or business loans and all the other different types of debt we're about to talk about. Remember, guys, I'm not a financial advisor and everything I say is an opinion. Maybe I'm right, maybe I'm wrong. Treat me like chat GPT. We just do not know. (laughs) Um, But no, I heard this concept so much, especially when I was studying accounting. And some, I feel like my accounting concepts have been coming back to me recently. Not, you know, I'm no expert, but it's like I'm remembering some of my studies, which is exciting. So what is good debt? It's going to be debt that you use for a productive reason, a reason that's going to help you get ahead, grow wealth in the long term and just ultimately be a lot more better off. So the reason it's classed as good debt is because it's like making an investment into your future. An investment is a commitment now for a future or a long term benefit and that's what people typically class good debt as is something that we're investing in now for the ultimate better offness of our future. A really classic example of what people mean when they say good debt is a student loan. So many of us take out so much debt to pay for our education. For most of us, we probably wouldn't be able to afford university otherwise, or we would go there a lot later in life because we would be saving up to go or paying as we go and it would be quite a stress on our financial situation I would assume. A big part of going to university in general is you know to increase our chances of getting into a well-paying job. We're going there to learn the skills that allow us to get into a more niche industry or a niche role in, in these big uh, companies that might pay more. 
At least that's what we all assume is going to be the case, right? For many of us, it doesn't work out that way. For many of us, we don't even end up studying, uh, working in the field that we study. And so that's an important thing to consider as well is that, yes, it's a good debt if it actually is an investment into your overall future. But if you're just studying something that has no relevance to things you actually enjoy or are going to do in the future, then what are you investing into aside from your kind of recreational knowledge? And I don't think there's anything wrong with that either. I think, you know, if you want to study something for your just interest, your personal interest, that's fine. But that's also a privilege in in a sense that, you know, you are taking out a debt or paying an amount of money to study something you enjoy as opposed to studying something because you have to because you feel like that's going to create better outcomes for your future. It's also interesting on the same topic of student debt that it's one of those huge loans we never really see as like debt. At least when I was taking out a student loan, it was never like, oh yeah, this is about to be a $60,000 debt. It was just like, this is my student loan. And if you compare the statements, I'm taking out a $60,000 loan today and I got my student loan set up with StudyLink. It feels so different, like different types of commitment. Like We're not actually about to be in debt, but you are. And I think a big part of that is because you don't see the total amount up front. In fact, you probably most of the time don't even know how much it's really going to cost or don't even really consider it. But with other loans, you are fully aware of how much money you are opting into paying back initially and you know what the interest is going to be on top of that. Of course, with student loans as well, you're not paying interest unless you move out of the country for more than six months. If we flip this debt conversation with student loans to a small business loan, if we couldn't afford to start a small business, which typically is also seen as a type of good debt, right, because you're investing now into your company to potentially make it bigger and grow wealth for yourself long term but if we couldn't afford to start a small business usually the thinking is that we would just not start the business whereas with studying you never really consider the option of just not studying because you can't afford it because the loan option is always there. I know people use capital investment and and do take out business loans, but it's not as normalized as taking out debt for student loans, at least not in my experience. I just thought that was an interesting comparison. Another example of typically good debt is a property loan because Borrowing money for a home means that you can start to service that debt and you can eventually use that debt to create something called equity, which is sort of a value amount of money you have in a property that you can use to leverage and buy another property, such as an investment property. And that means you can potentially increase your income overall because you're earning rental income from the people who are renting that property from you. Essentially, you're using debt initially to help you grow your wealth and get ahead financially, given that you are able to service two loans. The thing with good debt, though, is that it's only good debt if it works out, right? Because if it doesn't work out, then the debt hardly helped you invest into your future at all. Thinking about my case uh, with my student loan, you know, I studied accounting. I worked in accounting for nine months, definitely didn't earn back what I studied, and then I flipped my career completely. I, I did something completely different and 
this is fine, I'm happier for it now, I don't regret that decision, but it does make me think, like, was the debt I've taken out for my student loan good debt? Has it helped me produce more wealth into my future now? Has it given me opportunities I wouldn't have otherwise had? I don't know, and I don't. I can't answer that question because it's like a what-if question, and I think it would be ignorant of me to say that my, that my degree didn't play a part at all in my potential of getting roles, although I do have to say that post-university, uh, post, sorry, my first job out of university, my degree, my CV was never looked at um, because I got a lot of my roles off connections or using LinkedIn, for example, and a lot of the time they were more concerned with what I was doing for one-up project or other experience I'd had as opposed to what I necessarily studied. But I do think that, as I said, yeah, it would be ignorant to think that that degree didn't give me opportunities because, to be honest, my first job working in accounting came directly from that degree so it has given me opportunities has it helped me to grow my wealth at all I don't know I think the jury is still out on on that this would obviously be a lot easier to measure if I studied medicine and I became a doctor and I stayed a doctor for a relative amount of time to then be able to pay my debt back then you could maybe argue that it had had helped me with my growing my wealth and my future opportunities directly another example would be with a home loan you know, if I bought a home loan, I created equity and then as mentioned before, leveraged it to create an, to buy an investment property and earn rental income while still being comfortable being able to service those two mortgages, then hey, it was probably a good financial decision and has helped me grow wealth for the future. If on the other hand, I took out a home loan and had to default on one of the mortgages after purchasing my second property because things got rough you know, that wouldn't, even if things were, you know, the reasons for that were unforeseen, like a recession or COVID or something, it still didn't end up being good debt overall, because now that initial investment isn't helping contribute to grow my wealth. I mean, you could argue the initial value in the first mortgage is still increasing, but in terms of that cash rental income, no, it's not. Good debt in many ways can lead to personal growth and development and you can always spin it whatever way you want that, hey, maybe if you did have to default on some kind of loan, whether it was a personal loan or a home loan or whatever, it taught you things, it helped you grow, it helped you develop, it helped you make less mistakes in future. Uh, potentially it led on to something else that helped you grow wealth and like I think you can sort of spin that in whatever way you want to label something as, as good or or bad, but yeah, that is essentially what a good debt is supposed to help you do. It's supposed to be an investment now for that future or long-term benefit. What is bad debt? So bad debt is when you borrow money, typically to just spend on yourself, um, you know, those consumer loans, those credit card loans within their afterpay, car finance, and I also saw an example of another type of bad debt, which was a personal mortgage. And they have outlined it as like when you take out a mortgage to buy a house that is a lot nicer or bigger than you need or typically uh, can afford maybe where it's really stretching you financially because you could argue that that's unnecessary and therefore bad debt. Bad debt is the focus of buying something 
that you want to improve your lifestyle now instead of for the future so you know how we talked about a good debt is an investment now for the long-term benefit or the long-term growth of your wealth a bad debt would be an investment now for an outcome now for a result now for a certain lifestyle now you know that certain car that certain piece of clothing on afterpay that certain like whatever you're buying with your credit card loan maybe you're even buying needs on those consumer loans like that is all considered bad debt and so I suppose there's like an element of shaming within this as well that if you come to a point where you have to buy necessities with credit card debt it's a bad debt and I think that just honestly continues to what's the word perpetuate yeah a lot of live googles on this episode but yes to perpetuate that narrative of people needing to be hush hush about their money struggles not being able to ask for help and all of that kind of thing so let's go through some examples of of bad debt putting us in bad financial positions usually these bad debts are going to involve high interest rates and and high interest rates are the killer because you know if you take out a ten thousand dollar credit card debt you're not just paying back ten thousand dollars you're paying back ten thousand dollars plus maybe 25 percent of that cost so you're paying a quarter on top of what you've already got to be paying that can hinder your future and being able to invest in good debt and other things like home loan because if you have endless credit card loans even one credit card loan the bank's going to look at that when you go to apply for a mortgage and they're going to ask can this person comfortably service this debt are they in a good financial position do they have good financial health of course there's always risks with debt like bankruptcy at the far end of things and just overall financial stress although budgeting isn't the be all and end all of life ever and restricting yourself is by no means something that I believe in if you can avoid it I think understanding your habits is really important to be able to tell your future there's such a great quote from Atomic Habits which is an excellent book for money habits health habits just anything you're trying to overcome in terms of your personal behavior and it's your outcomes are a lagging measure of your habits and what this means is that your habits are essentially going to be your fortune teller and whatever your outcome is in the future is a delayed result of the habits you had initially so what do you want that outcome to be do you want it to be financial health do you want it to be low stress then think about your habits now and I understand not everything is about budgeting and if we're talking about people struggling on the very far end of things you can't necessarily budget your way out of poverty we've spoken about that many times on this podcast and that probably comes to a a different type of support that people are going to be needing in that circumstance but if we're thinking about the average person who typically has enough to spend on themselves every now and then doesn't really know where their money's going you know your outcomes are a lagging measure of your habits and it's really important to take stock of where your money is going it's a very important part of my financial routine I suppose you could call it so then how for most of us are we going to avoid having that bad debt and I think a lot of this comes back to those themes of good financial health if you are still in a position where you can fix things you know so understanding where your money is going investing in assets and in your future not in your lifestyle right now planning 
thinking about what you want, where you are, how to get there, taking some time to sit down, ask someone for help, reach out. I know that's not as easy done as it is said, but I'm going to put a list of resources in the description of places you can go for help as well, budgeting advice or guidance. Of course, there's always resources online too, and I I really want to acknowledge the fact that we're all in different situations and sometimes it's not as easy as just planning but it is an important part of understanding where your money is going even if at the moment it's only going to one or two places that's relevant to your survival you know thinking about managing debt effectively if we do have it paying off high interest debt first might be an option I actually spoke to a financial a previous financial advisor recently on the podcast Um, his name is Glenn from My Millennial Money and we spoke about this I said should we be paying off high interest debt first or the smallest debt first to just knock it off usually every person I know that's in the personal finance world or has been an advisor or is an advisor will tell you to pay off the high interest debt first but he had a different perspective and that was maybe sometimes it's actually better to pay off the small debt first so that you can get the small win and build it up build that momentum of confidence in your financial ability and your capability to pay money back I loved this perspective because money is a mental game it's so psychologically taxing and often we do just need the small ones to keep us going we need to feel like there's still room in the tank for more and that we are getting somewhere I went for a run the other day I will explain how this is relevant and I am training for a half marathon at the moment which is going to be my next kind of big challenge for my personal fitness I guess and I'm following this program and it's pretty doable at the moment like I'm not very it's not extremely challenging it's definitely not easy by any means but I'm not I still have energy in the tank when I finish the session and I thought to myself oh I should be just so exhausted I should just be lying on the ground like dying and heaving but actually I think it works the opposite way where you really need to still have a bit in the tank to motivate you to get back out there again to feel like yeah I could actually do more I'm excited now I don't feel demotivated I don't feel disempowered I feel empowered to get out there again and give it another go because I know I still have something in the tank I still have energy for this and I think that the financial world can work very much the same where maybe it is just about giving yourself that little bit of confidence to say like oh I actually can knock off debt I actually can do this because often starting with the highest interest rate debt maybe that's your biggest debt you know maybe that is the thing that's going to be the slowest to pay off and you can feel like you are putting all your effort, all your money towards this thing and you're never getting anywhere and I've been there before and it sucks and it's hard and it isn't very motivating. So maybe have a think about that. What kind of person are you? Do you want those quick wins and to tick things off a list and to get shit done or are you someone that's a bit more strategic about how you want to pay off your debt and you don't really care about how long it takes you? It's more about being efficient with things. Living within or below your means is of course always ideal and this is often what causes consumer debt a lot of the time, especially after pay with clothes or goods that we don't need right now. Um, we're not living within our means, we're living above our means. If we can't afford to buy something in cash twice is generally the rule, then we can't afford to buy it at all. So thinking about that when you go to purchase those consumer goods, those things that you don't need right now in an instant, but it will contribute to your lifestyle. Avoiding temptation, 
has got to be a big part of this as well. Unfollowing, muting brands or influencers who make you feel like you need certain things. And often it's not going to be conscious. Maybe it's just subconscious. But getting rid of those ignorance is bliss is so important. And this goes for every facet of life. Like if you feel like I'm making you feel shit about something and you follow me on Instagram, unfollow me, mute me, whatever. Like do what you have to do to motivate yourself for your personal situation. Overall, I personally, I don't like kind of, I don't like classing debt into good or bad. I just think, as I said before, it perpetuates the shame mentality around money. And at the end of the day, it's all debt. Like at the end of the day, it's all borrowed money that you have to pay back. It can always be a burden on your life no matter what. Sometimes it's going to work out, sometimes it's not. And I would still consider every risk and every outcome of taking out the debt, whether it was seen as good or bad. It's pretty cool that in a modern society you have access to resources like debt, you know, that can help you pursue your dreams like your student loan or whatever and get you further in life. But it's also a pretty clear gateway to bad financial habits and stress. I mean, how many of us have opened an overdraft unnecessarily or taken out a credit card unnecessarily and now we find ourselves living in there? It's a story I've heard time and time again and it's a story that can be avoided in many cases as well. Try and use debt as a last resort, you know, plan and save as much as you possibly can depending on your situation to get to your desired goal. I do really want to highlight that I know sometimes there is no option and people need cash now, although I would say debt is not going to be your best bet to build that lifestyle of financial health, I also understand that every situation and circumstance is completely different. What I would say in this case is that a key to, if you have to take out debt, you feel like there's no other option, talk to someone first. Open up about your situation first. Don't let your ego and your shame hold you back from feeling like there is someone there to help you. Because not only could someone help you, but maybe they could keep you accountable to good habits as well. And that's a little bit of an overview of good debt versus bad debt. Looking forward to chatting to you on the next episode. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram. Leave your thoughts below. I believe there's like on Spotify, you can kind of talk about your thoughts now, like a comment section. That would be amazing to hear from you. Leave a review and a rating. It would mean heaps to support this pod. Let me know any topics that you want to hear about and we will talk soon. See you later.